Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club with my friend, Ken Tuccio. Ken, thanks for being here. Oh, hello. So, Ken, what's new, buddy? Uh, not too much. What's going on with you? Oh, you know. I'm, I'm here to see your show tonight. I know. For, yeah. I know. I'm glad you came. It's good to finally see you. I've been here multiple times. So I know, yeah. but it's been like, I don't know, it's been what... A few God. months to a year. Maybe? I remember the last time we came, we were surprised because we didn't know Dan Calwhite was on the show. Oh, Dan's that, on tonight again. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that answers the question. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Because Maura and I were, uh, we, my wife is sitting like next to me. But yeah, so we were, we came to the last show. We we came because we just wanted to come to the show. And then all of a sudden, Dan comes on. And we're like, oh, that's funny. We didn't know Dan was on tonight. Oh, how do you know Dan? Funny enough, so... Oh, do you know him from trivia stuff too? Well, Dan hosts for us. Yeah. So Dan does some hosting for us. But it's funny. I met Dan... The first time I met Dan was randomly in a bar. I was hanging out with um, hanging out with one of our mutual friends, Craig, and him and I were just getting drinks. and uh, And Dan came in, and Dan was wearing a T shirt that said "Dan the Man," <laughs> and it was like apparently right before a show. And we struck up a conversation, and then next thing you know, I don't even know how how the friendship evolved. Yeah. But what I remember fully is when I got my radio show. Um, like they asked me like, what ideas do you have? And the first person that came to mind is okay. I want to do a weekly segment with Dan Calwhite. Yeah, he's and such they, a funny yeah, guy. Said, yeah, just, I don't, yeah, I don't know how the friendship evolved, but yeah, it was a uh, yeah, Dan. Oh, that's yeah, great. We definitely, we definitely met in a bar. Eli, I, yeah, Eli's Tavern in Milford. Dan looks like he only exists inside of bars. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he was. They loved him on the radio station. Oh yeah, like he was. They loved him to death to the point where they actually gave him access to the Twitter accounts for the radio station which apparently even after i left uh he still had access to them so he was he was apparently promoting his shows just on the on the like 95.9 the fox like twitter accounts because no one knew he didn't have access he just still did and they didn't change the password funny we did like a guinness bar crawl thing to yeah yeah, he would they loved him on the radio show it was hilarious no we i dan is one of my favorite comics and guys you know why i love dan and this is i I don't want i don't know if you want this entire show to be like praising dan you know who dan reminds me of is steven wright oh yeah Yeah, and i I mean that in the most complimentary i love steven that's a huge compliment compliment. but i love like dan's delivery is like totally my style my one of my favorite things i ever did when i had the radio show is Dan and I, they used to give Dan and I so much shit because uh, we would always, they would want us to be on topic. Like if you ever work in radio, especially morning radio, they want you to be on topic all the time. Okay, this conversation is going to be about that coffee cup. Don't go off the topic of that coffee cup. It has to be all about that. Dan and I would just go off the rails all the time. Oh, yeah. There was one point during the morning where we went off on this Bernstein Bears parallel universe theory. (laughs) Which was hilarious, and the entire the entire idea of this is if you, how do you spell Bernstein Bears? I thought it was Berenstein. Okay, bears. so this is it. I always thought they were Jewish bears, <laughs> and apparently, if you believe they were Bernstein and I believe they were Bernstein, they existed both ways, and we lived in parallel universes at certain times. And Dan and I just go off on this tangent. On morning radio, morning drive radio about like the Bernstein and Bernstein beer bears. My bosses hated it. Everyone who worked for the station loved it. We got phone calls in who were like, no, it's Bernstein. And I'm like, this. my favorite line in the history of my doing the morning show was Dan in the middle of him explaining this is like, I love that we're talking about this on morning radio. This is amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was great. Yeah. Dan is actually uh, my most frequent podcast guest. Is he uh, really? I, I listened to the first one he did with you. Yeah. So I've had him uh, 
probably like six or seven times now and uh and it's always off the rails and it's always delightful and i'm i actually hope to knock one out with him tonight as well oh, killer yeah so all right so let's let's get back to kind of like your history and trajectory because like you now are running best trivia ever yeah but you've been a local radio host for years you were tv as well all through up your uh, podcast is that right yeah so i started a podcast called welcome to connecticut in god 2009 ish i want to so say you were like ahead of the curve on the podcast yeah so i was really inspired like and a, on a local level absolutely um i was inspired by like the mark marins of the world like yeah. that was who i listened to but no one was doing that on a local level so i was listening to mark marins podcast and i said what if we just took this and adapted it to a local like a local trajectory yeah so instead of having those i i always hated the local media conversations where you'd sit down on wtnh and it would be like well tell me about this amazing food that you're serving today and it was completely fake i love the idea of let me have a long-form conversation with someone who owns a business and let's talk about the ups and downs of running the business that's relatable to me so um there was a lot of learning curve with people about kind of like you know what a podcast is but we treat i treated it professionally like we had a producer we treated it like a business and you know we would and that was that to me was the big thing is when i went into these different outlets and these different companies i was treating this as a traditional media outlet yeah as opposed to like i'm some kid in his basement doing a podcast which unfortunately was a stereotype at the time yeah um and i did that podcast for three to four years like it started with local businesses and local media personalities but then we ended up getting everyone from you know, uh, Jerry Springer did the show. Judd Apatow did the show. That's Normani wild. from Fifth Harmony did the show. You know, we had all these really amazing guests, and it's just you built it up over four to five years, which led to me getting the TV show and getting the radio show. And you know, I was lucky. If I did that today, I would not have been able to get the other stuff I did because you know, me being first to market helped, helped a lot. lot. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was a wild little ride. Like a stupid idea of a podcast turned into something that yeah, it turned into a whole thing. Yeah, and then and then from that into trivia. How did that happen? Oh, that's a weird trajectory. So um, <laughs> it is a weird trajectory. <laughs> so, I'm trying to like figure out what makes you tick. All right, so I was <laughs> doing the radio show, um, and then that ended, and yeah, I hated doing the radio show, but I did the radio show, and that ended, and you know, there's a period of time, maybe six to seven months. Why did you hate doing the radio show? Miserable. I'm someone much like you, I would imagine. Like I'm someone who needs to kind of be to my own creative devices. Mm-hmm. And the problem with working in a creative atmosphere in a corporate structure is they care more about money than they do the actual, you know, the actual entertainment product, the actual product you're putting forth. Yeah. So, you know, they wouldn't care if our audience was giving feedback that they liked it. They cared that advertisers wanted to advertise. Yeah. You know, it was it was a money based thing. Um, and it was just the, and honestly, my bosses and I had different ideas on what my morning show should be. They yep. wanted me to be traditional hokey radio. You know, they wanted me to be doing the goofy phone calls with the sound effects. And that's just not what I do. Yeah. And it was constantly headbutting. My wife would attest that I was the most miserable I've ever been in my life during that one year that I was doing the well, morning like, show. Yeah. But like, why hire you and then not like take advantage? And of that was kind of like what and, like, I the skills that you have and bring to the table. They hired me specifically based off the podcast. Yeah. And the meetings I had with them, they said like, like, listen, we want to bring you in because we want to take what you're doing and adapt it to morning radio. And I'm like, that's an interesting challenge. And they were giving me the spot that Chaz and AJ had. Like, they took Chaz and AJ off the air, and then I went on. So I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, my name was on the wall. They had mugs with my name yeah. on it. They were putting money behind it. But then instead of letting me go in and kind of do what I did, they said, like, okay, well, let's change you. Let's do, like, sound effects, and let's do prank phone calls, and let's do this funny games. And yeah. it wasn't really what I did. But... To get back to your original question, 
um, the radio thing ended and I had like six or seven months where it was kind of like I didn't know what I was doing at that point. I was doing events. I was doing, you know, one-off things here and there. I did a show with CT Bites, like a podcast based on food and drink. And then, so I had always done trivia nights with uh, some buddies of mine at the Blind Rhino in Norwalk. Mm-hmm. And I had always hosted their Tuesday night trivia. It was I just used to a- trivia host as well. Okay. Uh, back in, uh, in the city, I used to run a bar group and I would host trivia on Tuesday nights. So it was always a Tuesday night thing for me. Yeah. And it was just a side gig. And it was really successful. And then my buddies at No Worries Brewing, um, they had a trivia company they weren't so totally happy with. And they're like, do you want to do a second night? And I'm like, Sure, hang out with my buddies there. Yeah, and my structure of trivia. I literally just built a trivia show the way I would want it done, and it was pop culture categories and yeah. things that were a little more younger. I, I hate the Trivial Pursuit stuff. I hate yeah, this you stuff. just get nerds out. You want to get like fun drinking people. My entire idea is I don't want to feel dumb in a bar. Yeah, I want to know stuff. So we would do categories while the other trivia companies would do things about um, you know geography and science. I would do Will Ferrell movies and you know Ariana Grande and things like that. I think stupid, silly categories, but. People enjoyed them. And then me being, you know, I don't know, entrepreneurial, I saw, okay, this is working in two different spots. I worked in radio and television. I know a lot of young media personalities who want time behind a microphone. Yeah. Let's see what we could do. So I basically, yeah, I essentially just started a company behind it. And how long ago did you actually start, like, the company? A little out? over a year ago at this point. So we're doing this in October right now. So a little over a year ago. And you have how many? We're sp- doing over 150 shows a month at this point. That is yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Like, so we're doing anywhere between forty to forty-five shows a week, um, over one hundred fifty shows a month. It's turned into a full-fledged, ridiculous business. And it's all in Connecticut, Connecticut, and New York at this point. Yeah. And we're slowly expanding into Westchester County. Um, and it's honestly, we just we didn't change anything. It's honestly, we're we're trying to do trivia that doesn't appeal to nerds. To be honest with you, yeah. We want to appeal to that twenty-one to thirty-five-year-old demo who want to come to the bar and have a good time. Like if you. You know, if you look at the people who come to our shows as compared to the people who go to a lot of the other traditional trivia shows, it's like people who you would not think would go out and say like, hey, let's uh, let's go hang out for trivia. Yeah. It would be, you know, they're people who just want to go to the bar, but we happen to have a fun product that people enjoy. I yeah. mean, w- whatever it was, it hit and it clicked and it seems to be working across the board. We're very lucky, knock on wood. So. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so now, God, 100, that's a... That's a lot of shows. Are you are you still holding down all the organization and management of this yourself? So I mean, no. Um, so I've hired in an office staff. We have you know a couple different people who help me out. I have a general manager who helps me out. We have a marketing assistant who helps me out. You know, different people could handle odds and ends. Yeah. Um, because it's a lot to manage at this point. And there's yeah. always, I mean, my big so thing. So many moving parts. Listen, here was the big thing with me with the trivia thing is when I started doing a little research into the Connecticut trivia community or the Connecticut trivia business world, which is actually a thing, um, a lot of them didn't, a lot of them, in my opinion, didn't treat it as a full fledged business. Yeah. Like it wasn't a customer service aspect, there wasn't a promotional aspect. I'm treating this the way you do the comedy club. Yeah. Like there's a marketing end, there's a promotional end, there's a customer service end. We need to make sure that our clients are happy, that we're doing doing things to service those clients. I'm treating it like a business. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have a fucking billboard. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. But it's like you treat it, it you know, uh, at the end of the day, if you take it seriously, and you, same thing with podcasting for me, if you take it seriously and you treat it like a serious entity, it's a serious entity. Yeah. You know, so like if there's a customer who ever has a complaint with me, I'll send my general manager, like the next time there's a show, let's go check this out. What's the problem? How can we fix it? And you treat it like a business and that's how you that's grow. That's great. That's yeah. great. So is this like the dream now is... uh just like dominate, you know, create a trivia empire. I'm never happy. 
at, at all. <laughs> Never happy. Yeah, Mora would vouch yeah. for that. Um, you know, I can, yeah, I can make a million dollars and probably the next month be like, yeah, but I'm not making two. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm very satisfied. Like, you know, everything. So you're happy, but ambitious. I'm always ambitious. You I'm don't strike me as an unhappy person. No, I'm not unhappy, but I'm, st- I'm thinking, I always think about what else can you possibly do? How can yeah. you expand this? How can you grow this? Yeah. Um, you know, but we're in a fortunate situation. Like it's, to be totally fair, it's a really fun company. Yeah. Like we, you know, we, everyone who works for us are young individuals who just are excited about doing what they're doing and they're having fun doing it. You know, the accounts that have us like are having a good time. Like we're yeah. coming in there and bringing a crowd and people are having fun. You know, it's a positive company. But like I always look at everything. Like how can we expand this? How can we grow? We should do a trivia comedy night. Like kind of mix the absolutely mediums like do something yeah, i don't know 100 i'm down for anything all right me yeah, too i love i love I'm, like partnering and like working with fun people I'm, and doing I'm stuff big, that's different I, i'm my idea is always like throw it against the wall and see what sticks yeah yeah that's it it and sounds it, like it, it's sticking this is sticking i mean it's a it's a good like so listen i've had a lot of things that haven't stuck this yeah. one is happening to stick so you know it's it's good it's a win it's a nice little situation are and you still hosting at all when i need to i'll try to host uh, big events if um if i can but i mean honestly it comes down to not being a proper use of my time yeah you know when you have like on a wednesday night we're doing anywhere between 15 and 20 shows in one night so like you know when that's going on a proper use of my time is not being in one location yeah, for two hours it's honestly i'd rather pick a route and stop by four different shows and make sure those customers are happy and make sure the people doing it are having a good time and my hosts are doing the right thing it's once again trying to treat it like a business yeah there are situations obviously where i need to host a show happy to do it when it comes up but for the most part i don't tie myself down to doing like one weekly show on a regular basis it's just, just not a proper use yeah. of time, time management do you miss kind of being behind the mic i mean you, you've got this creative side this performer in you is this satisfying that aspect it's satisfying a different part of my personality yeah so i don't mind being i don't I don't miss being behind the mic every week because the problem is, and you probably know this doing comedy, is like there are some days I'm sure you come in here and the last thing you want to do is be behind the microphone and putting on a show. And that was one of my problems with the radio show is like there were days I had to go in there and be upbeat and chippy and I'm like, I don't really want to fucking be here. Fuck all you guys. Yeah. I can curse on this, right? That's fine. No. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Um, They're going to take us off the air now. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know. Some people have standards of this. I have. Do I strike you I, as someone with any kind of sure. standards? I'm, I'm being polite. If, you're, if your producer wants to beef it out, they can. Um, but no, I mean, like, I mean, I the problem the problem I've always had with having like a commitment like that is sometimes you're not in the mood for it. So it's it's nice. Like for example, this past Tuesday we had the host who hosts the Blind Rhino um, had to call out. He's an actor. He had a movie that he had to shoot. And I went in there and that was a lot of fun for me because that used to be the room I hosted. So it was cool being back behind the mic in that venue. And the big shows are a lot of fun. And it's always fun to test out new rooms. Like I always love seeing the way my delivery and my style of, I don't know, I I don't use the word comedy, but my style of whatever I do gets over in different rooms because I'm a very sarcastic person. My my behind the mic personality is somewhat of an asshole. So it's really interesting. I don't know, you're behind the mic now and you seem so pleasant and polite. Oh, God, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Or is this just a put on for me? This is, when when I'm behind the mic like on a, like for a show, I'm a very sarcastic, very snarky individual. Yeah. Like I'm sure the Joe Jarek's behind the microphone that's going to be performing tonight is a lot different than same guy. Is it really? Pretty much. See, I'm always see for me it's it's a different part of my personality turned up. So I'm a very sarcastic Yeah, you do yeah, you do like elevate Yeah, certain so like if you were if for, you yeah. were spinal tapping it, it's the asshole part of my personality turned up to 11. Yeah. So like I'm the guy who if you're writing down an answer, so like I've had people who 
you know, we ask a question and the question involves what U.S. city and they write down Montreal. So instead of making a family friendly joke, I'll be like, answer the team that wrote down Montreal. You're fucking idiots. <laughs> like, and that's just my delivery and the way I do it. But it's really fun kind of seeing the way that goes to different rooms. Yeah. And if you can do that in a way where people like like it and it doesn't come off. Oh, like, I can I can read it right away. Yeah. So like read it right away where I'm like, OK, this is not the room for this. Yeah. Kind of, and I'm sure you can, too. Oh, like, yeah. I could read it right away. I'm like, this is not the room for this kind of cat- comedy or this kind of delivery. You know, because sometimes they'll be like, what did you just say? And it's like, okay, cool. We're not going to go that route anymore. We'll go a completely different route. Yeah. And I have other stuff that I yeah. do. You got to know your crowd. You know the crowd. But that's that's kind of a fun challenge. It's a room I've never done before now. Um, but, I mean, so many di- – all the rooms we do are completely different. Yeah. They're just – it's – you know, and there's an art to it too. Finding the right host for that room, the you know the right personality to fit the certain space. It's a weird, it's a weird art. It's fantasy football. Yeah, is really what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this: So you you got 150 rooms going now. Uh, if someone is in Connecticut and wants to like catch the best trivia, is there a particular room that you recommend? Is there one that you're like? But is there one where you're like, oh, there's like some real magic here? Is there anything that feels like that to and you? No, because honestly, uh, what I, and I'm not saying this to try to get you to go to like every one of our shows, but it's really it's finding the right pant uh, the right pants that fit you comfortably. Yeah, you know, it's it like uh, you're a bar guy. I'm a bar guy, so it's like there's I like different styles of bars. Like my wife and I last night were at a place called the Spread in Norwalk, and it was like that's more of an upscale fun cocktail bar, and I like it there. But if I'm not in the mood for that one night. I'm going to go to fucking Brickyard down the street and, you know, I could have a Pabst and just enjoy myself like that kind of situation. The thing that I really like about what we're doing now is we're doing everything from like big label breweries like Stony Creek to, you know, bars that are small business bars like Liberty Rock Tavern in Milford. Mm -hmm. And it's like these are awesome places, but they all have a different vibe. So it's really finding the vibe that fits with you. And each one of these vibes is a different host that has a different delivery and they all have different food and different beer. So like it really depends on your mood. And that's the cool thing. If like on a Wednesday night you want to go out for trivia and you want to see one of our shows, you don't necessarily have to go to one place. You could say, well, you know what? I'm really in the mood to go to a brewery tonight. Cool, yeah. Wednesday and night. Yeah, you got options. Yeah, you have options for it. Here's a bunch of different places that you can go. And we actually, this is the funny part about it, we actually have groupies now, people who go to different shows. Oh, really? People who legitimately want to go and test out different hosts at different shows and try different best trivia ever shows out, which is really fucking cool. Not something we ever planned for. That's awesome. But it's really it's fun. nice to have a following. It's an interesting thing having a following. It's like it's yeah. I mean, we have they sh- we have some groups that show up in t-shirts to our shows, like our best trivia ever sheet t-shirts. Yeah. They show up at the shows in the t-shirts, which is fun. That's awesome. Well, can I? I think it's awesome what you're doing. You know, Thank I you. Connecticut uh, can frequently be a boring place uh, <laughs> with not anything fun to do. Yeah, uh, and that's what's been fun for us. You know, here at the club, uh, you know, you set something up and you have like quality entertainment and people come out and have a nice time. You guys have a great so thing going here. Like, don't sell yourself short on that. Like, my, oh, like this, is, this is I think our third or fourth. time. Oh, I know you're not. But <laughs> this is like our third or fourth time coming. Like, yeah, it's like we just. No, and we're lucky. Like people come and they have a good time and they want to come awesome back. Time. And it's yeah. you know there is there is fun stuff to do here. And if you do, you know, I don't, I don't know if everybody's. You know, I don't know. I go to a lot of businesses in Connecticut, and I feel like sometimes it's like just lazy. The customer service isn't there, the quality isn't there, and it and it frustrates me. Um, you know, so it's nice to see you know somebody else entertaining people and taking the care to like you know really cultivate that experience. Um, you know, not just in terms of the trivia, but you know. There's a fine line between creativity and business. You have to know how to walk that line. Yeah. In anything you do, whether it's comedy or acting or whatever it is, like if you. You know, I used to work in pro wrestling, and it was funny. I used to have those pro wrestlers who, 
would treat it like a business. Like they would go in and they would talk to the promoters and be like, what do you need me to do? What didn't I do today? What can I do better next time? And yeah. those are the ones who had a long-term relationships. And there were other ones who went in and they were like, cool, thanks. I'm a wrestler. Yeah. Give me my money. That's it. And I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Everyone has their it's own profession. approach to it. Yeah, it's and a profession. Like it. That's yeah. awesome. Well, uh, Ken, great to have you here. Uh, we should go, uh, we should go rock this show. Yeah. It's going to start in a few minutes, but uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, so, People can find your shows at Best Trivia Ever. Uh, BestTriviaEver.com is the website. At Best Trivia Ever is the Instagram. And if they want to reach me directly, it's BestTriviaEver at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, check it out. It's a blast. Uh, Ken, we'll talk more. Maybe we can do a, uh, a we'll team do up show Fairfield or something. Comedy yeah, let's, Club, let's BTE thing. I for love it. partnering. Let's so, do it. Awesome. Well, Ken, thanks so much for being here tonight. You thanks for it, doing buddy. the pod. Great to have Thank you. Thank you for having me. Peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And, of course, to Vans, who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.